The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria, joined by my good buddy Chuck Manslack, here to break down this wonderful Sunday, February 28th card for you guys. Got a little showdown slate. We got a nice main card to get to that will take off later tonight. The last day of the month before we kick off March. Chuck, how are we doing, my good friend? Uh, doing great, Mike. Things are good. Uh, can't complain. How about yourself? You're being awfully kind over there, man. You definitely could complain. Uh, we're recording this the morning of, so we're recording this Sunday morning. I had a little bit of an issue with my uh, Apple product. I'm going to blame Apple on this one with this random updates that they do on their own without giving you any sort of notification. Um, they probably did. It was one of those things that pop up in the corner that you just say, I'll look at later. Um, and then it happened. So we're recording this the, the morning of. Chuck's running on uh, overtime. I don't know if the dude's even slept yet. He's been just crushing <laughs> and researching the slate all night long. So I'm glad you're here with me, man. I really appreciate you putting up with my computer and me. Uh, and oh, I think yeah. the people are going to be happy because now you had about five hours to just sit there and continuously cram DFS information into your head. And now you're going to regurgitate it for these good pe- good folks. But uh, I got the slate on lock now. <laughs> That's it. Uh, maybe I should do this more for for you guys. More for you guys, less for Chuck now. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, before we jump in, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors. If you guys haven't checked them out already, go check them out over at mybookie.ag. These guys are absolutely fantastic. The only bookie site I trust with my money, the most reputable in the business. I don't give my stamp of approval out very easily, but these guys get it. Uh, I stamp it right on the forehead because they're absolutely fantastic. And on your initial deposit, if you use that promo code HoopBall, you get a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So you put in a thousand bucks, they give you $500 for free to play with. And you're probably wondering, well, what am I going to do over there? Anything you want, uh, any sport that you can imagine that is playing right now, they have. I'm, I mean, I obviously take place in the NBA over there, but even when I want to and I can't get up to my local casino, they have a fully-fledged casino platform, guys. You can play any sort of table games, slots, you name it there. You can do the uh, the the races. You can do – you name it. Uh, but head over, guys. Check out mybookie.ag and use that promo code HOOPBALL. All right, Chuck, man. We're going to jump into this. We have a 3.30 Eastern Standard Time showdown slate. It's an early one. L.A. Clippers traveling to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. So really, really good game action type of game. Really good actual NBA game. One that a lot of people are probably looking forward to. As far as the injury report for the Clippers, Patrick Patterson has been rolled out due to personal matters. And for the Bucks, Drew Holiday. Uh, we've been hearing rumblings that he looks like he could return in this game. But the injury report as of 830 last night is saying he's doubtful. So uh, keep that in mind. Keep an eye on it. Probably not going to play, but there's a chance that he's going to uh, suit back up either tomorrow or the next game or today. I'm sorry. Uh, and outside of that, no other major injury news to be concerned with for the Bucks. This game's coming in at a 237 game total. Bucks favored by one and a half points. So uh, this may be the showdown slate, but it is also the highest game total we have available to us so far. So I'll pass it over to you, Chuck. Why don't we start off with this Clippers team? Break down your uh, kind of the method to your madness, what you're looking at at the showdown. Uh, I guess when it comes to a showdown slate, I'm looking at uh, just for captain. I mean, um, if you're putting Kawhi and Paul George in the flex spot, there's only an $800 difference. But when you're talking captain now, that's a $1,200 difference. So um, 
I like Paul George at the captain spot just because of that twelve hundred dollar uh, space that you're able to get some other players in. So um, I'm definitely liking the two stars here. I'm going to try to get both of them in here on the showdown slate, um, having both George and Kawhi. Um, but yeah, I think uh, anybody else on this team, if anybody, I'm looking at like uh, Serge Ibaka just because he's going to have to be going up, you know, with Brooke Lopez and and Giannis out there on the court. So it'll be those three on this side for me. All right. Now I'm with you. I, I actually taken the approach of I don't think I'll get either one of these guys in my captain spot, but I do want both of them in my lineup. Uh, I'll probably get a fade Giannis. It's as weird as it sounds. I might fade Giannis on the showdown slate. It just doesn't doesn't make sense when you say it out loud. But that's uh, that's the approach I think I'm going to take. But to be completely transparent, probably won't have more than one lineup in here anyway. So I'm not a big showdown guy, but I'm with you. I think Leonard and George, both these guys are in excellent spots, pace up spots. They both can shoot the three ball. We know that's the way that we want to attack this Milwaukee team. Probably won't be going to Lou Williams with both these guys in the lineup. Uh, outside of him, I'll be looking at some uh, some ancillary front court pieces between Zubak. Um, I don't mind Ibaka, but you're obviously paying an extra, you know, eighteen hundred dollars or so for him. So I, I, you know, I prefer Zubak just point per dollar at that standpoint. And then I wouldn't mind even looking at Patrick Beverly. Just want these guys that in competitive games we know they're going to play significant minutes. Zubak not being that kind of same build. But he doesn't need to get significant minutes. He gets 18 to 20. He can double-double and get us what we need to. And we're talking about one game. So we're looking for some upside as well. So I'll be looking at those four guys. Wouldn't mind taking stabs at Morris and Batum. Just not my primary options. Looking on the Buck side, though, Chuck, why don't you talk about what you're looking about over here? Yeah, so, I mean, Giannis, he's been, you know, like you said, if you fade him, I mean, it's, you know, you fit a lot more other, uh, you know, players in here. But, you know, with, with Drew Holiday, I mean, if, if he's in, I, I think that takes a big workload off Giannis, but uh, um, off Giannis. But, um, I mean, like like you said, now he's doubtful. So um, that's going to hurt the, the Bucks defense as well. So, um, DiVincenzo, I mean, if this was the other night, he would be a great captain spot. I just don't see him having a repeat performance like that um, against the Clippers. But, um, definitely have to go to him again, you know, especially with holiday out, you know, at, at 6,400, he's, he's a good option in a flex spot. Um, I mean, if you take Giannis and, and you're taking Kawhi and George, you could still fit some other guys in here. So somebody like, um, you know, Bryn Forbes, you know, he's just been getting tons of usage with, uh, with holiday out. And, you know, if he's, he's still out again, you know, Bryn Forbes is probably going to be back up in that 20 plus minute range. Um, and you know, somebody like Brooke Lopez, um, 5,200, you know, he's just, uh, kind of just hitting that, uh, value right at that salary, you know, every, every game. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> sitting here taking a sip of coffee and then I had the nice acid reflex. Uh, that's, that's what happens. Uh, recorded pod 6am, nothing in your stomach and you decide to have two cups of coffee immediately gets the mind racing. Uh, I thought we went black. <laughs> also gets the acid reflex races, so I'm sitting over here choking, trying not to cough coffee onto my computer, uh, and that's the life we're living right now. But yeah, I, I kind of already gave my sentiment. We're off the rails early in the morning, man. I'm All sorry right. about this, Love guys. It. Apologize ahead of time, but thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning more Middleton in this one. A lot, I think a lot of people are kind of being a little scared off of him, just knowing that it's that tough defensive matchup going against the Kawhi Leonard, going against Paul George. You know, one of these guys is likely to see some Giannis the other one's likely to see Middleton nonetheless uh, you get a significant discount no Drew Holidays uh, with him expected to be doubtful we should still see good usage I actually have Middleton and Giannis you know almost finishing at a, a relatively uh, close DK point total I, I think both these guys have that 40 to 50 upside in them I don't know if Giannis I mean he always has that 60 to 70 I don't know if this is going to be the performance that we get out of him that's kind of the approach I'm taking that he's not so I'll be leaning Middleton 
Outside of Middleton, you touched on Forbes. I don't mind Forbes. Um, I'll probably lean more Augustine in this one just because uh, he sat out that last one due to personal reasons. He's expected to come back into this one. Some people might, uh, you know, game game log, box score watch, not notice that. But he'll be back in this lineup. And if there's no holiday, he should be seeing around that 24 to 25-minute point guard role again. And then I wouldn't even mind looking, and this is going to be weird, saying a little bit of Bobby Portis. Don't love him. Uh, I generally like to play him in games. I expect to be more blowouts, but this just seems like the, a good type of matchup for him where, you know, we, we might even see uh, a little little less Brooke Lopez. It might be a 24-minute split right down the middle between Portis and Lopez tonight, even if it's a close game. So those are the guys I'm looking at on this Bucks team. But again, we got a main slate. I don't even know if I'm going to end up focusing or putting too much attention on this showdown. Uh, it's just not my style, man. I like these main ones. But you ready to uh, shift gears and jump over Let's- there? Main slate. Let's go. Washington Wizards traveling to Boston. Take on the Celtics in this one. We have the Wizards on a second half of a back-to-back. Uh, so, obviously, we're going to have to monitor some news knowing that Russell Westbrook has a decent chance he could set out. With that being said, I think he actually played the last two back-to-backs. Uh, for this game, 232.5 game total. We have the Celtics favored by 5.5 points in this one. For an injury report. Celtics, Jalen Brown is being considered questionable, while Romeo Langford, Marcus Smart have been ruled out. The Wizards have yet to submit their injury report. We'll get that one early. Nice little 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. So first of the night, we'll have that news. We'll start with this Wizards team. I'll lead off here, Chuck. You know, we don't have the news on Westbrook yet. You know, nonetheless, probably not playing Westbrook either way. Uh, if Westbrook sits, obviously, I think we can fire up Bradley Beal, feel pretty comfortable with this. It's also worth noting that they were are without Ish Smith. And Raul Neto actually got hurt in that last game. Um, he did not return. He bruised his left knee. There's a good chance that they're without point guards today. So even if Westbrook plays, and you know, I, I doubt they throw him out there for 38-plus minutes uh, on the second half of the night of the back-to-back, so they may be thin. If Westbrook sits, we're going to get some value here. And the guys I want to look at, um, Garrison Matthews and Jerome Robinson. I would expect these two guys to play a significant amount of two and, th- uh, two and the one. Um, just sliding over interchangeably, I could even see Matthews playing, you know, primarily that backup one. And at their price tags for value on this slate, if we're looking for it, we'll, we'll touch on a ton of value. A lot of it's in that mid tier that I love. But these guys are some dumpster dive guys that, if the news falls right, if we hear that Westbrook's out, I could definitely take a look at. Outside of those two guys, plus Beal, no one for me. I'm not touching the front court. I'm not touching Rui Hachimura. I'm all set. So it's just going to be Beal, and then I'll look at some Matthews and Robinson if Westbrook's out. Yeah, I'm not looking at any mid-tier guys either here. Um, Bradley Beal, just, uh, he, he torches the Celtics for some reason. Um, just uh, complete massacre when he plays them. The first game, um, I think he dropped, uh, what do you have? He had, oh man, what did he put up? Uh, 35 points the first game. Um, uh, yeah, and I think he just had, what do you have? Hold on one second. Oh yeah, he dropped 41 in the last um, this is the third game of the the final series of the split one to one. So um, Beal shot 55 percent in both of those games, uh, just putting up tons of shots. I'm going to fade Westbrook as well. So I love Beal here. I think if we're dumpster diving, like you said, I'm going to have to go with someone like Mo Wagner just because Celtics have a lot of bigs and uh, uh, he's he's just going to have to be up there. And uh, I'm sure he's just gonna be getting some minutes and and he's hitting threes now and he's getting rebounds so hopefully he just doesn't have one of those games where he's just playing five minutes and he plays at you know he gets out there and plays uh gets some usage big mo absolutely we'll slide over to the Celtics side of the ball uh things are definitely interesting for me over here with Jalen Brown being questionable 
Uh, regardless of the Jalen Brown news, I have a ton of interest in Jason Tatum. He's one of my favorite plays on the slate. Uh, 9,100, I think it's an excellent price tag. It's just a fantastic matchup going against this Wizards team. Uh, we haven't seen Tatum necessarily go off against this team. He's actually struggled. He's only shooting about 41% in the two games that they faced off this season, 27% from deep. Uh, but keep in mind, one of those games was played when Tatum was kind of coming back from his COVID uh, spell, and he even admitted himself he wasn't right at that time. I love this matchup, but the main reason why I really like Tatum is just the position eligibility and scarcity on this slate. I do not have a lot of forwards I love to spend up on. I don't have a lot of forwards that I'm completely interested to begin with. So Tatum, it just makes so much sense uh, just based on a construction standpoint to spend up on. So I do like some Tatum. I don't mind looking at Walker, especially if Jalen Brown's rolled out. 6800 is a fair price tag for him. And that's probably it. I'm not going to go chase in Time Lord, his great game. I, I love Robert Williams. 4700 is a little too much for me. Kind of feel like we're paying for that, what we're expecting to to get. And the, he's, he's risky. There's the chance that he doesn't get it. So I'd probably prefer Tice over him for only $500 more. But I don't think I'll go to either one of them. Yeah, Time Lord, uh, Robert Williams, just up at his highest salary in the season. It's just tough to go to that. I mean, he can easily reach it, but just going to have to pass there. I, I like Kemba. I like Kemba here, 6,800. Um, just coming back to the Kemba that we remember, just a lead facilitator for Boston, um, averaging 32.1 DK points on the season, just coming off that 32-point game against uh, the tough Pacers team, uh, tough Pacers defense. So now he's going up against a Wizard, uh, a wizard team that just um, – their, their defense is not there, so especially in the in the backcourt there. So I expect Kemba to definitely have a good game here. And if Jalen Brown's out, you know, it's uh, I see Kemba going off here. All right, but that's pretty much it. That's it for you. We'll keep it moving then. Next game, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Chicago Bulls traveling to Toronto. Little Eastern Conference matchup here. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. For the Bulls, Devin Dotson, Chandler Hutchinson, Laurie Markkinen, Otto Porter Jr. all ruled out. And for the Raptors, Pascal Siakam, he is out. So at least the All-Star break, which looks like it's going to be the next three games for the Raptors. So no Siakam. We should see a lot more small ball from him. We'll start with this Bulls team. I'll pass it over to you, Chuck. Uh, you know, this should be a good competitive matchup. I think there's going to be a lot of people that kind of go to this one and get some of their fantasy value for it. It's got a 230-and-a-half game total. The Raptors are favored by six-and-a-half. Who are you looking at on the Bulls? Oh man, it's it's tough to take Levine. I'm, I'm gonna have to pass on Levine on this slate. There's just so many high priced uh, high priced guys here, and uh, I I don't know. Maybe Toronto just puts a bunch of bodies on him and tries to shut him down. So I'm gonna go more on the Kobe White side, 6600. Um, just as of late, you know, his his floor is you know it's around the 30 DK range, and at 6600, you know, it's a guy who can go off on any given night. So I like Kobe White and Wendell Carter Jr. Um, Good spot here. You know, he's been going off that last game. It was a little tough against the Suns defense. But, um, uh, you know, especially with uh, Pascal Siakam out, I, Wendell Carter Jr. is just in a great smash spot here, especially at his salary at 5,800. Great mid-tier center option on this entire slate. Yeah, I don't have a lot of interest in anyone in the Bulls. Wendell Carter Jr. might be the one guy I do. That's uh, a GPP kind of guy. I, You know, we, we got a smack in the mouth after a couple of good Wendell Carter Jr. games. You touched on it. That, that matchup against the Suns was quite difficult. Um, this one's definitely much easier, you know, knowing that they're going to be a little bit limited in the front court. They don't necessarily have anybody that's going to be able to just body Carter Jr. Boucher will draw the start. Boucher's a great defender. Boucher's skinny compared to Wendell Carter Jr. He's got a little weight on him. Um, nonetheless, he's still got some risk to me. I can't trust him in my cash games, but I don't mind taking a stab at him in my GPPs, and that's it. Won't be playing anybody else on the Bulls. I could see you want to play Levine as a contrarian play, uh, just compared to some of these other priced-up guys that we have on the slate. 
sliding over to the Toronto side, though, this is where I do have my interest. I touched on Boucher, 6,400. I think he's an absolute excellent play. Uh, started that last game, played 28 minutes. That's all I need to see. Uh, you know, we didn't get that monster Boucher game that you know people were chasing and hoping for, but that's okay. Uh, all I wanted to see was 28 minutes, and that's that's what I got. Uh, he shot two of eight. He's going to do better than that most nights. Uh, you know, the three blocks, that's what we're hoping to see. We're hoping for the double-digit boards. 6,400, a matchup against the Bulls. Sign me up. I'm cool with Boucher out there. And then I really don't mind looking at anybody else on this team in the backcourt, whether you want to look at, you know, Van Vliet, Lowry, uh, even Norman Powell, all these guys are very much in play. We know the Chicago backcourt does not play defense. We know that's where they're vulnerable. Sign me up, man. I'm good with all three of these guys. I'll be honest, though, my initial build, I do not have one of them. I do have Boucher. I want to try to get some Lowry. I want to try to get some Van Vliet. I like both these guys. I'm just struggling to, you know, kind of make my pieces and make my moves just yet. I got to kind of cross some guys out of my player pool and get some more news. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the well with Lowry again. You know, I had him that last game uh, against Houston, and it's just that Lowry just hasn't done it for me like he did the other day um, and just made my lineup that much great. So I, I want to see it again. You know, it was very satisfying. Just Lowry hasn't been that guy at all. And um, it just that triple-double, um, 58.3 DK points was was awesome, and I would love to see it again, um, especially with Siakam out. I'm um, going to have to pass on Powell that that salary is rising back up. I mean, we've seen him at 6,900 um, in a midseason. Now he's back up to 6,700 again after being down. Um, going to have to pass. And I, I'm just going to take another stab at OG and an OB. 5,800. I'm just waiting for that breakout game again where he starts popping some threes. And I hope um, just a uh, good matchup for him here. I hope this can be it because uh, I like OG in this one. Awesome. Yeah, OG's always got that. We've seen that breakout game a few times where it's usually on those nights where he's just shooting crazy from the field. But when he puts it together and plays big minutes, it's a, a big game suiting. It's following. Right. Uh, next game, 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We have the New York Knicks traveling to Detroit to take on the Pistons in this one. For the uh, injury report, uh, for the Knicks, Alfred Payton ruled out as well as Mitchell Robinson, the Pistons. Uh, have yet to submit their injury report. Uh, am I reading that correctly? No, actually, I got that wrong. I'm sorry. The Pistons submitted theirs. The Knicks didn't. I was looking at yesterday's. Uh, Knicks on the second half of a back-to-back. Blake Griffin out, as we know. Killian Hayes still out. Frank Jackson's questionable. Uh, Jalil Okafor, DeLon Wright still out. Now, definitely some things to watch in here, being the second half of a back-to-back for the Knicks. Now, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of question marks surrounding this one because normally we'd be worried about Derrick Rose on the second half of the back-to-back, but now that he has the coach, Tom Thibodeau, who knows what's going to happen. He might just play 40 minutes. Uh, nonetheless, I'm kind of taking the approach that he may be slightly limited in this, and that opens up some value for me. So Emmanuel quickly is where I have to start, 5,100. I got a ton of interest in him. Really looking towards him. He's one of my favorite uh, mid-tier plays, especially for tournaments. You know, if, if hopefully we don't get the news that Rose is like rolled out or anything, because then everyone's just going to jump on quickly, faster than anything. Uh, I, I want, you know, the news that Rose is going to start. He may be limited slightly. And then quickly he's going to get all that bench unit usage. He's going to get all that fourth quarter usage if the game, despite, you know, if it's out of hand, whatever it is. I just don't see him pushing Rose too much in the second half of the back-to-back when there's no reason to. So side me up for some quickly. And with that being said, I, uh, I got to like some Alec Burks too. Um, you know, anytime that we, you know, think that the Rose or one of these wings are going to be slightly limited, the minutes are probably going to go to quickly and Burks. I mean, this is the this is the dilemma that we're in right now. They have too many wings. They have too many ones. They have too many twos. So anytime that one of them is limited, we can start looking at these other guys, maybe getting a couple extra minutes. So quickly and Burks, 
Burke's more of a tournament play. Don't trust him in cash. I think we could use quickly even a little bit in cash. Don't love the price tag, but I love the matchup and I love the scenario. How about you? Yeah, I'm not usually a narrative guy, but I'm definitely riding the narrative. Um, the big one is who had the better deal in the recent trade here. So I'm riding Derrick Rose, and uh, I see Tibbs uh, just putting him out there just to let him show up, uh, you know, his former team, and uh, let him uh, just kind of go off. But uh, uh can't pass him up, especially with uh, with what's been going on between him and Dennis Smith Jr. So 5,700, um, definitely going to take a stab at Derrick Rose. And uh, with all this hype, you know, the hype up here in Connecticut with Knicks uh, right now in the fourth spot, it's, it's real up here. And uh, I'm just going to keep riding him. Julius Randle, 9,500, definitely one of the studs on this slate. I'm going to keep going with these. These Knicks are just hot right now, and I don't, I don't see them falling off. I can't blame you, man. Uh, and, yeah, I, I I don't mind the Derrick. That's, that's the thing. I want to get him. I just don't know if I could trust the minutes. And the thing about the narrative for me is it wasn't bad for Derrick Rose. It wasn't like, you know, he, uh, he's he got any sour taste in his mouth for Detroit. They kind of parted ways on like a very, very mutual agreement. Uh, Derrick Rose went up to the head coaching staff. He said, Casey, listen, man, I only got so many miles left on my legs. I kind of want to use them for a winning team. He said, I, I respect that. We'll make it happen for you. You're a good guy. You've been nothing but, uh, you know, supportive and helping the young guys since you've been here. We'll make that happen for you. So, I don't know if Derrick Rose necessarily has that animosity that he does. We'll I get think to the other, the other way the around for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the other side of the ball that way. Right. I could definitely see that's the one I'm I'm, I'm gauging towards. It. Uh, and you know, elephant in the room. We'll get to it. Dennis Smith Jr. He gets a little revenge narrative. Forty nine hundred. The dude's just been playing well. Uh, he's playing that mid twenties minutes, so we're not getting completely thirty starters level minutes out of that game. This game might change things. Uh, but he's put up at least 25 DK points over the last three games. Two of those games with at least 30. 4,900, that's a great value. Matchup against his former team. We don't like the game script going against the the Knicks and their defense and the pace. But the narrative, man, it's there. It's there, and it's there for the taking. you got to love it. So uh, I will be playing some Dennis Smith Jr. at 4,900. I do love that narrative. Yeah, I mean, and in 4,900 salary, it's worth taking a shot on. Um, just, you know, 31, 30 fantasy points the past two two games. Just uh, playing good, just stepping up, and it uh, seems to be getting hotter every game that goes by. Um, just uh, can't pass up again the narrative, and uh, I love it. Um, love playing both Dennis Smith and Derrick Rose just to take a shot in the lineup and, you know, kind of see how that one plays out. And Isaiah Stewart, um, again, going diving for some value here. Just uh, he's kind of been dominant in the paint in the last two games. You know, when he's given that opportunity, he's, he, he kind of as long as he's not falling out, he's he's doing pretty good. Just grab double digit boards in each of those last two, and um, just uh, what he would he get his second double double of the season. So Isaiah Stewart, thirty four hundred, not a bad value play on this side. All right, I I like Stewart's long term profile too. I think uh, he's gonna have a good future in the NBA. Yeah. Next game, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Houston. Take on the Rockets in this one. As far as an injury report for the Rockets, Dante Exum, Kevin Martin Jr., Victor Oladipo, Kevin Porter Jr., and Christian Wood all ruled out. Victor Oladipo, he's getting a maintenance day. He's getting the day off. For the Grizzlies, Grayson Allen, Jaron Jackson Jr., Sean McDermott, Dante Porter, all out. Killing until he's questionable, dealing with left foot soreness. So we'll start with this, uh, with this Memphis Grizzlies team. I'll pass it over to you, Chuck. Who are you looking at? Um, I guess uh, if I'm going more mid-tier value for this side, um, you know, with Grayson Allen out, I'm going to be looking at the Anthony Melton, 4,500, um, should receive the start. If not, definitely getting a usage bump. Um, been playing pretty good lately. 
Um, and then I guess just East Winslow uh, had that rest on that back-to-back uh, the second game with the Clippers. So um, I think he'll get a he'll get a chance here um, with some decent minutes at 3,400. Not a bad play, uh, especially with uh, Allen out and just being able to get some extra usage there. You touched on my boy, and that's all I needed to hear. I'm good to go. D'Anthony Melton, I love him. Um, I just love the kid's game. I love his fantasy profile. I love the things he can do, which just contributes in so many different ways, especially defensively. The only thing that we ever know about and don't know about with Melton is the minutes. So, uh, yeah, we should expect to see him in the rotation with no Grayson Allen dealing with that concussion. So I'm with you. I don't know if he necessarily starts, whether he starts or not. I do have some interest at 4,500. And that's where uh, that's where it gets tough, man. There's a lot of these, like I said, I think we talked about before we got on air, a lot of these mid-priced guards really interested in it. I mean, we just touched on Dennis Smith Jr. at 49. We touched on Melton at 45. And we're probably going to get to about 15 other guys that I'm also interested in. So... I'm going to have to make some decisions. Uh, looking at John Morant, 7,200. I like the matchup. I like the price tag. You know, no Victor Oladipo. Makes things a little bit easier. He's still going to have to deal with John Wall. Nonetheless, you know, people have been forgetting about John Morant just because we haven't seen those blow-up games. He's due. He hasn't had a double-digit assist game in the, over the last five games. That's kind of not the norm for him. We're generally used to seeing one of those every other game. So I'm expecting a decent game from Morant. Do I end up getting to him? I don't know. I just talked about some of the guards. I, I want to use it for value, but... All right. I got to have some interest. And then you touched on Winslow as well. He's definitely a value play that we could look at at 3,400. Uh, prefer Melton point per dollar, but they're both very much in play. On the Houston side of the ball, though, I have a little interest here. Not playing John Wall at 83. I get it. He's going to have a ton of usage. It's all going to be there for him. I get it. I, I I don't blame you. I just prefer some of these other guards that we talked about. Eric Gordon coming in at 6K. Don't want to touch it. I like the usage he's going to have. Don't love the price tag. That seems to say he's priced appropriately. But could we look at our boy, David Nwaba? Uh, you know, no Victor Oladipo. Anytime we see one of these wings out, we generally see some of the minutes go to, you know, they get distributed pretty evenly, but we see most of them go to Nwaba. At 4,600, could we play him? Yeah, I like Nwaba here. Um, yeah, it's good price. Steps up when Oladipo, Wall, you know, Gordon, any of them are out. So uh, Oladipo out here is just going to get a bump, and uh, he's he's been performing. I mean, he put, what, 22 points up one game, 12 the next game, and he's just uh, – when he gets the opportunity, he's, he, he's, he's scoring and pretty much doing everything on both sides of the court. All right. Uh, Anybody the else? Other guy, yeah, the other guy on that side would probably be Sterling Brown, who steps up uh, off the bench when Aladipo or any of those guys are out. Um, same guys, just productive player who continues to thrive, you know, when, when given that usage and uh, should get a bump in minutes here. All right. We'll keep it moving then. Next game, Golden State Warriors travel to L.A. This is the, the primetime game of the night, the one everyone's looking forward to. Take on the Lakers for the Warriors. Uh Marquise Chris, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Nicomanian, all the normal guys we know are still out or in the G League. And then for the Lakers, just Anthony Davis has been ruled out. LeBron James is being considered probable. 224 and a half game total. Lakers favored by four. I'll pass it over to you, Chuck. We'll start with the away team. We'll start with this Warriors team. Who could we look at? Yeah, this is where I'm saving my juice for this game. Uh, Steph Curry, uh, 10K. I try not to mention too many high guys because uh, this game is uh, where I'm going to. Uh, Dennis Schroeder's back uh, on the other side, but uh, you know his, his, that that'll make the Lakers' defense a little more tighter. Um, but you know, I, I I don't see anybody stopping Curry in this matchup, and and the Warriors are kind of getting something going here. So uh, I, I love him here, and I, I love the matchup for Curry here. I think he's going to put up a lot of shots. Um, I, I guess you know, yeah, yeah. The other guy here is probably going to be James Wiseman, just getting some. Uh, 
get more minutes every game. He, he got he got fouled out last game, so that was early fourth quarter. So he went out early, so you can't really go off that. But I, I expect him to get back up and uh, hopefully get back up in the twenty minute range for this one, and and he could produce in uh, such a short time like that against uh, Lakers uh, uh, front court D. All right. I got. I'm with you. I think Curry is an excellent play. 10K. There's not a lot of guys that we've even talked about spending up on. Um, you know, I, I already kind of put my sentiment in on you know Westbrook. Maybe I'll have a little Beal. Probably won't have Levine. You touched on Randall. I think he's a great option. So far, it's been Tatum and it's been Curry. Those are my two top price guys that I'm looking at that we've talked about. Don't yeah. mind those other guys, but I got to make my build work. You know, just because you guys you think the guy is gonna be the highest scoring guy on the slate, you still got to make sure that your construction, your build, everything correlates. Uh, so that's what I'm, my main concern is. But I definitely have interest in Curry. And then the other guy I'm looking on, on here is going to be James Wiseman. 4,300. Uh, I like him in this matchup. Now, you know, he hasn't been doing it as far as minutes. He's playing off the bench. But this is just a great spot for him to just get a ton of secondary shots, ton of bench usage. The Lakers, they don't have a front court as it is, let alone a secondary front court. So I'm expecting a pretty good game from Wiseman at 4,300 here. He's a decent value play if you need him. Yep, love it. On the Lakers side of the ball, you know, we talked about Steph. Are we, can we run it back? Are we doing any, you know, are we spending up? Are we doing any LeBron, Steph stacks? I mean, we're going to have the value if we want to, man. It's going to be there for us. Yeah, this is where it gets confusing because, I mean, putting both of these guys in the same lineup, it's just uh, where are you going to get your, uh, you know, where are you fishing for your other guys to fit those guys in? So, uh, I mean, is it one or the other? Is it both in a bunch of value plays? Um, I don't know. I think I have to have a lineup with both, but I think I'm going to go one or the other. Um when when doing my main lineups here but uh but yeah bron um he's he's back to he, he's not doing everything now with with schroeder back so i think he's back to the game he wants to play and he's not uh you know he's not responsible for doing everything on the court now where the lakers are just falling apart so i think he's going to be back to his game and espn game prime time um i, I think he's going to show up for this one big time at 10 8 it's it might it's probably worth it at, at his salary uh i i think the other value play here, just a guy who's been stepping up and the Lakers need some defense other than Schroeder and Braun is uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, 3,800, uh, solid value play. Um, you know, if he's getting 17 minutes or 25 minutes, he's still producing and and he's he's going to hit that value. All right. I'm with you. I think LeBron's an absolute, anytime LeBron's in a primetime matchup, uh, going to get, you know, I mean, we've seen these, these, these matchups throughout the year. He gets up for these games against the Warriors. Absolutely has some interest in LeBron. Probably the only guy I'm really looking at on the Lakers side of the ball. I wouldn't mind taking, you know, maybe a stab at a guy like a Harrell or a Kuzma or a Schroeder. They're all priced right around that 6K. None of them really pop off the page as fantastic plays for me. But in this matchup, they definitely are GPP dart throw type guys. Um, you know, Kuzma probably in Harrell, you know, maybe a little bit uh, more GPP-ish than I guess you could say Schroeder. Uh, but they're, they're, they're in my player pool still. I'm not going to cross them out. I don't think I'll go to Tucker just because I think we've touched on a few other you know, guys that are uh, relatively close in price tag that I'd, I'd rather just prefer playing. Um, you know, some of the value of that first game that we talked about if Westbrook sits or if we get some of this, you know, some of that guard value that we've already touched on and we'll get to again. So I don't know if I'll end up going to Tucker, but I do like the matchup. I do see it being one of those. If he's going to play a little bit more, it's going to probably be in this type of matchup. But we'll go to the next game. Unless right. you have anything else you want to touch on over there? I am good. All right. Atlanta Hawks traveling to Miami, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, I like this game. For the Hawks, Bogdan Madanovich, Chris Dunn, DeAndre Hunter all ruled out. Trey Young is being considered questionable with a right abductor strain and soreness. Cam Reddish is doubtful, and Danilo Gallinari is probable. 
for the Heat. Bam Adebayo is probable along with Gabe Vincent. Tyler Hero is questionable. Myers Leonard, Avery Bradley ruled out. A lot of news to watch, a lot of things to monitor in this game. Trey Young being questionable is definitely going to open up some value if he sits. Uh, Rajon Rondo, you know, he's kind of been getting outplayed by Skylar Mays, but he's probably still likely to draw that start over him. It's just the veteran presence, having the, you know, that veteran point guard being able to lead these guys in your lineup. So Rondo will probably still draw the start. I wouldn't expect that necessarily like a 35 a minute roll. I would probably say more 26, 28. Still 3,500. He'd be a can't miss value play on this kind of slate. So sign me up for some, uh, for some Rondo if he's out. And then obviously the usage is going to get distributed as well. You know, Kevin Werder, 5,600. If Trey Young is ruled out, should probably be second, if not first on this team in shot attempts. It wouldn't shock me if he even goes above John Collins on the shot attempts. It's going to be a difficult matchup. He's probably going to see a fair amount of Jimmy Butler. 56, he's in play. Is he the best play? No. Probably tournaments, maybe a little less safe for cash. And I, I could definitely see even getting some uh, some shares of Collins in there, too, with no Trey Young. If Trey Young plays, he probably won't be playing anybody in this matchup outside of maybe a share or two of John Collins. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that many guys on the, on the Hawks side, but I just wonder how long they're going to um... – hold us out on this Trey Young news, but I mean, he did say that he expects to play. So I'm just going to kind of go off that, but definitely keep, uh, keep tabs on that news before rostering anybody here. But yeah, I guess if he does end up sitting, I'm looking more at Kevin Werder at 5,600. Um, just with Cam Reddish out, another wing out, you know, he, he gets that bump and with, uh, with if, if Trey does sit his, his you know, his usage is going to kind of, it, he, he should be able to excel in this game. But, um, I mean, if Trey ends up playing, then I'm not really liking anybody actually on this hawk side, so I'm just going to have to pass. But, yeah, if Trey if Trey sits, then then I'll be looking more at, like you said, Rondo and, and Huerter. All right. Move over to the Miami side. Jimmy Butler coming in at the highest price, 9700 I'll pass. I uh, love Jimmy. Big Jimmy fan. We already talked about some high price guys. I uh, kind of just prefer Tatum for $600 less and gets me that power forward eligibility that Butler does not get me. I'm looking at the backcourt. Goran Dragic, 5,400, probably my favorite play on this team. Uh, came back out, played a boatload of minutes in the last one. He looked like his normal self. Great matchup, whether Trey Young plays or not. 33 minutes, 9 to 15 shots in the last one. So, yeah, we're going to get that kind of usage, those kind of minutes from Goran Dragic at only 5,400. You can sign me up for that. I'm good to go. Wouldn't mind Kendrick Nunn. 5,600 should still see about 28 to 30-minute roll going forward. Just prefer Dragic more than him now that they're both back in the lineup. We kind of see a little bit more of that ball handling duties get taken away from none. So sign me up. I'm good with some Dragic, and I don't even mind looking at some Kellyo at 44 if you need the value. Those are the two favorite plays on this heat side for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you said, Dragic. Uh... 5400 just yeah since he's been back double digit scoring um the last two games um especially if uh if Tyler Hero ends up sitting it's just uh I like Dragic even more but uh other than that yeah I just can't afford Jimmy can't afford Bam in this one and I'm not really liking these matchups but uh Dragic is good especially against uh a Hawks uh defense that's not too good around that perimeter so um yeah Dragic solid play all right my good friend we have two games left and then uh then we're out of here Phoenix Suns traveling to Minnesota, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, again, maybe not the most fantasy-friendly game, but I'm sure some people have some some options in here. Timberwolves on the second half of a back-to-back. No injury report released for them. For the Suns, only one that we need to watch is Dario Sarge. He's being considered questionable. 226 and a half game or 226 game total. Phoenix favored by 10 points in this one. Vegas not expecting it to stay close. Neither am I. Uh, I don't have any interest in anybody really in this game, man. I'm going to keep it pretty frank, pretty short and sweet. 
I don't want to play anybody from Phoenix. I would not expect this game to stay close. If I wanted to take a shot on anybody, it would be a guy like Jay Crowder, Frank Kaminsky, one of those guys that might step up a little bit with Sarge if he is ruled out. Keep in mind, he's not ruled out yet. We'll have to get that news. But that's the only spot I'm really tired to take advantage of. Uh, Aiton's at a very fair price tag. He's in a great matchup. We just talked about some other centers and some other guys that we're going to probably play. I uh, wouldn't mind the pivot off of Boucher at a similar price tag. But again, how close do you think this game stays and what it really comes down to? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that blowout factor. Uh, I think when I was writing my article last night, I said exactly what you just said. Is pretty much if I'm taking anybody, it's Jay Crowder. I guess 4,500. Just uh, I guess his size uh, against you know the Cat Towns and then uh, Nas Reeds and uh, Jared Vanderbilt. He's gonna have to be out there, and uh, you know he hasn't been producing lately. But this is just a great matchup for uh, Crowder. So. Uh, that's pretty much all I like on this team, especially, uh, like you said, uh, blowout factor in, uh, in full effect. All right. How about on the Minnesota side? Anything you're looking at? Yeah. I mean, you have to go back to the Anthony Edwards. Well, with Beasley out, um, uh, he had a good game. It was not as good as everybody wanted to, uh, being the chalk, but I would say he would, uh, definitely be, uh, one of those guys again for this slate and, uh, Jalen Noel, 3,800, um, had a good game, 30.8 uh, DK points in 26 minutes. Uh, seems like they're playing him more, uh, blowout or not. He should be getting that uh, uh, more of a workload. So, yeah, I like Jalen Noel. I'm with you. That's the one guy I have circled on my list is Noel. I expect him to continue seeing mid-20s minutes. He's a guy that was creeping in the rotation, kind of outplaying guys like, you know, he's been outplaying Akogi on the, on the entire season. Uh, but he's better than Akogi. He's better than Culver. He's better than a lot of these guys. McLaughlin, uh, eventually, he's going to cream rises to the top, and he's going to play some more minutes. So I do like Noel, especially knowing that there's no Russell, there's no Beasley for at least the, the foreseeable future. This guy's going to have to play, regardless of blowout, too. So 3,800, solid value play. And keep an eye on that front court. If you want to chase the Vanderbilt, I don't mind it. I like Vanderbilt's game. I love the kid. I've been hyping, on, hyping him up all season. This isn't a matchup for him, though. This is not a good matchup for him. If you watch these games, you can kind of see how this front court does not mesh well with him next to the cat. There's just zero spacing. There's little little, little to no defense getting played. So I'll probably end up taking a pass on Vanderbilt. You know, this kind of feels like more of a McDaniels game, especially if they go small at the four and play Crowder a little bit more. Uh, I can definitely see them going that, that way. Don't put a ton of trust in McDaniels, though. He's very, very risky. I'm not saying go play him because I think he's going to play it. I just think it's, I may temper my expectations on Vanderbilt just slightly, uh, knowing that he's probably going to draw a fair amount of ownership. Not a terrible price tag, but all I'm saying is temper the expectations slightly. Yeah, it's um, hard not to uh, recommend Vanderbilt right now. I mean, I, I wanted to say it, but uh, there's just uh, you know all the other value on his slate, and it's just unpredictable yeah. right now. Exactly, that's what I mean. If, if you if you want to use the value, he's there. I just don't know if he's that. You know, the other night you had to play him. It was block it in, no right. no doubter. Um, I don't know if we're in that same type of scenario tonight. He's there if you need him. Just saying, you don't need to start your lineup with him. Last you know. game, Charlotte Hornets traveling to Sacramento take on the Kings in this one. The Kangs, uh, Charlotte Hornets, a lot of injuries to talk about over here, guys. Vernon Carey, Nate Darling, Devontae Graham, Caleb Martin, Nick Richards, Grant Riller. I keep saying a lot of injuries when half those guys are in the G League. All ruled out. Cody Zeller is being considered questionable for this one, dealing with that left hip bruise. Gordon Hayward is probable. Uh, for all the flack this guy takes about injuries, he plays through a lot of the ones that he could. Any of the hand, the fingers, all that. Sorry, guys, he doesn't play through a broken leg. Um, you know, give the guy a break. For the Kings, Ty- Tyrese Halliburton, he's been ruled out dealing with that left calf, uh, calf soreness. 
as we know, Metu, uh, fractured wrist, Jabari Parker's health and safety protocols, everybody else in the G League, Hassan Whiteside, deal with the health and safety protocols as well. Charlotte Hornets, man, a lot of these guys priced up. It's a great matchup. I always talk about targeting shooting guards versus the Kings, and I get this, and who's who are we looking at? Who can we target? I mean, a lot of these guys play point guard, but someone's going to actually have to slot in at the two. Yeah, were we talking Hornets here? Oh, we talking Hornets. Yeah, so uh, I guess you're talking shooting guards. Your uh, Malik Monk is just, I mean, unpredictable, all scoring fantasy point wise. Um, Got to rely on his shooting. Just hot. Go with the hot hand. Uh, 5,300. Definitely like Malik Monk here. Um, uh, especially with, you know, Graham's out and uh, another Martin Brothers out. So, yeah, he's in a good spot. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I was hoping I could put it on a tee for you. You, you. you did not disappoint, man. You took that one deep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm looking at. And listen, I love, I love, I love chasing the hot streaks. I love, you know, capitalizing. I think hot streaks are a real thing that we need to monitor, especially in basketball and in DFS. When a guy's got his rhythm, he's got his rhythm. When he feels good, you play good. It's the Deion Sanders quote: uh, "Look good, feel good, play good, pay good." It's something I think that butchered it. I'm sure, but uh, it was somewhere along those lines. But yeah, I think Monk, you could definitely take a look at. I just always talk on it: shooting guards versus the Kings. It's not the Prototypical matchup I want to see. I mean, technically, I guess Rozier is going to play a lot of the two. 7,900, I think he's going to hit that value. I just don't like the price tag. I'll go somewhere else with some of these other guys. I prefer Lowry for only $200 more. Um, so I don't think I'll go there. It'll probably just be Monk for me, if anything. Not even a ton of it. And then keep an eye. I think we might see Biombo draw the start in this one, depending uh, if they go double big with you know Rashawn Holmes and Bagley. We saw that. They just went really small with P.J. Washington at the five most of the game last time. Don't know if they can get away with it against the Kings uh, the same way that they were able to against Golden State. Golden State, you know, they uh, they embraced the small ball. We might see the Kings go the other way and just uh, that could equal a little bit more minutes for Biombo. So while a lot of people got a bad taste left in their mouth, it might not be a bad time to go back to the well and get him in a nice 24, 25 minute role where he can double double. Yeah, you almost nailed it. It's If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good. They pay good. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking at. So, uh, yeah, on the king side, uh, Rashawn Holmes, 6,500. Um, you know, it was between him and Barnes I was really con- contemplating. But, uh, you know, Barnes is on a hot streak too. But I like Holmes. You know, if Cody Zeller's out, you know, he, I, I think small ball or big ball, I think Holmes will probably be out there. Um, great uh, mid-tier center option here. Him and Wendell Carter on this entire slate. I like those two centers uh, um, around that range uh, the most. But, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, yeah, with Zeller out and Whiteside ruled out, you know, he's just he should get some heavy usage, you know, um, being out there in this matchup. I'm with you. I like some homes at 65. Just been uh, just been smack solid, you know, smack solid, rock solid, smack dab, whatever I was trying to say right there. Uh, smack dab, rock solid. Uh, 6,500 or 60. Yeah, I'm sorry. 6,500. Yeah, I'm expecting, you know, an 18 point, 17 point, 11, 12 point rebound game. Block or two. It's not going to be anything that you know wins you the slate, but he makes a lot of sense for cash. This is a good spot. It allows you to get some of that late game exposure. Darren Fox, eighty six hundred. I love Fox, especially knowing uh, that Halliburton's out. He should just continue to flourish. Uh, I think we're looking at like a forty point floor, fifty five point ceiling. He's just priced up at eighty six. We just talked about some of these other options that I prefer over him. Wouldn't mind him if you just want some late game or if you're trying to do a you know late game slate in general. I like him a lot there, especially this game over that Minnesota Phoenix game. In that case, yeah, you're playing Fox. But on my main slates, I don't know if I get to him. Right on. All right, my good friend. That takes us home. That is it 
Thank you guys for listening. If you have a moment and you would like to, we would appreciate it. Give us a follow on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Chuck, let the good people know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at Chuck underscore Mans, M-A-N-Z, a.k.a. Monster Trip Dubber. That's it. Perfect. And give us a quick thumbs up, rate, review, subscribe, notifications on, all the good things, guys. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. And if you guys haven't already, checked out the Discord. It's a disservice to yourself. It's $1.99 a month to get that DFS Fantasy Pass over here at hoop-ball.com. And it is more than worth it between the articles, between the, the Discord. And listen... Uh, maybe you're a guy that doesn't like to take advice from other people when you're right before a lineup. Say, so, hey, I get that a lot. I hear people tell me that. That's okay. Uh, you know, just come in here and just feed off of the energy is what I would recommend. It's just a bunch of great people sharing some info, going over some news, kind of uh, group thinking, I guess you could say. You know, where it's a big think tank over there. Uh, and if you have any questions, listen, we're happy to field them. We're happy to answer them. We're happy to give our advice. That's why we're there. But there's a lot of benefits, guys, so check it out, please. And that is it. That rounds us out. So, Chuck, I know you're getting ready to take off, man. you got a busy day ahead of you. Anything you'd like to say before we take off out of here, though? No, man, I'm good. Just like you said, you know, go check out Discord. You know, if you want to just talk about, uh, you know, lineup construction or just chat about, uh, you know, players and games on the day, it's, uh, you know, just uh, a community where uh, everybody's just trying to get their lineups right on the day. So good, good place to be good place man i appreciate it we'll be in there so thank you guys for listening 45 minute show we'll be back tomorrow i'll be running solo take care guys let's go crush some tournaments see you this has been a hoop ball presentation